Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hey, this is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, co-host is Ms. Chris. You with me, Chris? I'm here today, James. All right. And well, and I, 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 I have to apologize right now. I, I know, I know you love when I get a guest on that is on your side of the ball, but yeah, I'm sorry. I've already say that we had yeah. to go for the defense. Yeah, I've already say that you got my enemy on the show. You know, enemy. <laughs> you know, so, we sleep eat BBs at night. Well, <laughs> I want to introduce our guest from an NFL player, Carlos Brooks. Hey, doing, Carlos? Good, good. How you doing, James? Thanks for having uh, me on. Cool. I appreciate you being on, being a DV. I'm not sure yet. We find out. <laughs> <laughs> I keep well, it so easy like, on you. It's, it's the first I'm time. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll take it easy on you. It's the first time. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we always start off, you know, we like to give our list and let you tell a little background where you came from, you know, where you played, a little bit, you know, something before we uh, get into it. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you said my name is Carlos Brooks. I, um, I graduated from Bowling Green in Ohio, Bowling Green State University. P- played uh, played there. Um, went from there, signed with the Arizona Cardinals um, as a free agent and played uh, two and a half years there. Went over to NFL Europe. Uh, that's when I uh, started having shoulder situations, issues, problems <laughs> and uh that pretty much uh was the end of my career there so i played four years and played arena football actually prior to signing with the arizona cardinals so that's where i was i guess buddy ryan found me in those days i was playing arena uh with the arizona rattlers nice. so, was um buddy ryan coach when you were there um arizona yeah buddy was there for the two years i was at there so Buddy and uh, Rex, Rex and Rob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rex, yeah. Rex was the defensive coordinator slash linebacker coach. Rob was coaching defensive backs. So yeah. I was we found a connection was... right there between you two. What's that? Yeah. We found a connection right there between you two. Yeah, I was going to sign there because um, I was with Buddy of Philly, and they went over there, and um, they had everybody over there. I know Seth came over there, didn't he? Seth yeah, yeah. Seth, yeah, Clyde, um, those were like my mentors. Um, Seth yeah, and Clyde yeah. was there. Yeah, Clyde was, was a big mentor of mine. Taught me a lot. Uh, Nias yeah. Williams was uh, the corner. Uh, yeah. Taught, taught me a lot as well. That was the same crew that came from Philly. You remember Al Roberts, the special team coach? Yeah, yeah. Al, Al Roberts was the special team coach. He still, he was crazy still. Yeah, yeah. Al was with me in Wyoming, University of Wyoming. He, he the one got me in Philly. Oh wow! Yeah, Al was wild. He was. Yeah, he liked me because I was I was a good kid. Yeah, I didn't give him no problems. <laughs> well, let's get started. Um, I want to. You said you played with Neil Williams. He was one of the best DBs, and I mean, he I mean, he was great. How How did you learn from him, and what did he teach you? Yeah, he he was a hall. He's a hall of famer. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think a lot of people understood if they looked at his body of work. I don't think they, I think they took it for granted. Um, Aeneas was a technician. Uh, he wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the quickest. But he, what he what he didn't have physically made up mentally uh, in his game. Um, and he he studied film like no other. He studied. He taught me how to study. Um, start understand. Offensive coordinators, I understand the, the the scheme, understanding receivers. So, I, I learned a lot from him. Really good guy. Yeah, he was great. Good. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, so, I want to go back to college a little bit. Um, one okay. thing you neglected to tell our our listeners was you're actually on the the, the board still. For, for having the most interceptions in a single game. You and nine other players have the same, you know, tie, but you, yeah, you've, you've, yeah. you've kept it. 
Yeah, Mark Bayless, I think, tied it. And then um, I think it was three in one game. But I, I think I still got the record because I had 10 solo tackles that game as well. So, yeah, there was, there was a few records that I still have up in Bowling Green. Either I tied or I have. But that, that's good information. That was a good one. I didn't even know. I think it's three interceptions is what it is in one game. Mm-hmm. Yep, three single in a, in a game. Yeah, and that's, so. that's kind of that's very rare for a corner. So you typically yeah. you have safeties that have those. So let's talk about that, Carlos. Was that study in field or, I mean, but, you know, because you that is rare for a corner to get three in a game. Right. Uh, it was one of those games where um, I remember it pretty well because we would get up on teams, and then obviously they're gonna have to throw to get back into the game. So I think we—I forget what team game we we're playing. Um, I think it was Kent State or Ball State, one of those. And uh, basically, they had to throw the ball. I mean, the running game was obsolete at that time. We was up, I think, fourteen, seventeen points, and. To me, that's a corner's dream because you can take hit, take advantage of the opportunity. Um, so I, I've always wanted to cover their best receiver, whoever he wanted to throw to. That's where I'm covering. That's what I'm covering. So yeah. I end up taking advantage of the situation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the other thing I want to discuss was um, you were called. You and some of the other defensive secondary were called the killer bees. And I understand because you're, all of your guys' last names start with a B. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a little name, big name. And it was it was pretty cool because the other corner was a good friend of mine from uh, my high school. Went to the same high school. We played play corner in high school. So it was just ironic. We ended up going to Bowling Green and starting at corner as well. Nice. It was really nice. We had a very close bond. Carlos, I want to go back. I want to go back to. Uh, I know me and Chris jump around with you, but I like you to tell this story because a lot of people don't understand. You know, if you don't get drafted, they think you can't make it. You know, right? And I was a free agent like you. And, you know, and, and explain some of how that was for you and what it took for you to do. You know, how hard you had to work and how you had to persevere to do what you do. Well, it, you you got to have the mental toughness because it's not going to be easy. I mean, I'm sure you can contest to that. Um, but when you get a coach like Buddy Ryan who gives you an opportunity, regardless if you're a free agent, um, he's going he's gonna to give you an opportunity. You just have to take advantage of it. Um, for me personally, um, I, was, I had Danny White uh, with me at the Rattlers, Arizona Rattlers. We had won a championship. Then fast forward to after championship, uh, Buddy Ryan and him came watch the game, um, came work me out. They signed me, so it was it was just up to me to take advantage of the opportunities. And it's 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 rough. Um, I talked to my kids about playing professional sports. Um, I I told them personally. They will tell you now. <laughs> I want them to play baseball. I did. I tried to. I tried to push them away from football, but they had. They just had the love of the game. So that's funny you said that because I tell everybody I should stuck with baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's easy money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ain't got to really. Yeah. I mean, the numbers for football is real. You know, right? Everybody trying. Well, compared to football, it's easy. Yeah, now hardest. I I still believe hardest thing to do is hit a baseball, but uh, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, no, I I I I was going to ask you that question because I understand um, your. I I don't know exactly what ages your son are where where they're at, but I know DeCarlos is. Uh Is he graduated in two thousand nineteen? No, he he will graduate in 2019, correct? Okay. He's a junior at and, a Channel High School. And he's actually, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, he's a junior at Chandler High School. Um, right. He played corner last year. Uh, they won state. Uh, he did real well at corner, but his passion has always been running back. So this year they, they moved him back to running back. So, okay. So we have to see how that works out for him. Well, you know, we got the music, take a break. When we come back, we're going to find a little bit more about your calls. And, uh, man, I told you my enemy, DB, but I kind of like it when you say you don't like Dallas. So, you know, I, I, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. We got that definitely in common. <laughs> right. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And Chris, are you there? I'm here. Okay, kind of cool what's job. going on today. I think you want to start something, Chris, because you got my enemy on the line. Hey, hey, I, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> well, Carlos, you're my enemy. You are right, Carlos. Boy, we go right, at it. You know the receivers of DB, they go at it, don't they, Carlos? Yeah, that's, hey, that's part of the package. That's part of the package. It has to. <laughs> yes, they do, boy. Oh, go ahead, Chris. You, I know when you was over there with the Cardinals, Andre Waters came over there too, didn't he? Yeah, Waters was there for a minute. Yeah. Um, he was yeah. he was used as uh, pretty much Buddy brought him in as a mentor, and he was a yeah. lot of fun. I mean, he was he's an old vet that I loved because just his knowledge of the game was unbelievable, and his his toughness. I mean, yeah. he, he was just fearless. They fight with him in practice. Yeah, and he he instilled that into the young guys because we were bigger. I'm six one. I was six one two hundred, and all the other corners were at least six one two hundred, except for Aeneas. So he was like, "Y'all too big, and y'all need to do this and do that." So we we he took us pretty much on his wing for that year. It was it was really good, nice to meet him. Really nice yeah, guy. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. So before we took our last break, um, Carlos, we were talking about your sons. And Carlos, I understand, has actually already gotten an offer from Oregon State. Isn't that correct? Yeah, yes, he did. He um, he received that last year as a sophomore. Um, had a pretty good year um, as a sophomore playing defensive back. And uh, they saw his film from um, freshman year. We played running back, and he had over 19 touchdowns as a running back. So they made him an offer, and then this year he's he's actually playing running back, doing well. Uh, he's sharing time with a senior, a ex card, another ex cardinal. Um, his name, his son is Drake Anderson, Damon Anderson. He played running back with the Cardinals. So 
our kids are actually sharing time at running back. His son's a senior, mine's a junior. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's working out well. He's, he's having a good season. He's, he's, well, the reason why I'm bringing him up is, is I want to know, as a father... And I know, I know you said a little bit ago that you tried to not tell them not to play sports and try something else. But now that they are committed and, on, and, and this is what they want to do, what, what is it you teach them? What, what is it that you need to instill in them to make sure that they, you know, that your boys do um, are successful in in the NFL, college, uh, whatever they choose to do. Well, I, I tell them to use football as an avenue first and foremost. Um, use football to get your get get your degree. Um, but one thing I, I stay on about the books, and secondly, nutrition. Uh, that wasn't a big thing when we were growing up. When we played in high school, um, you're going to be an athlete, stay fit, uh, and stay on nutrition. Also, be aware of you know surroundings. Be aware of what's going on. Um, I think they have social media, something we didn't have to worry about, but they have to really understand their surroundings and, and what they're, what they're texting or what, whatever they're tweeting or whatever situation they put in socially, you got to be careful, um, before you hit that button saying, uh, I think football for me, um, from the concussions and the, and the injuries, it was, it was very difficult. Um, so I still do a lot of research as far as concussions concerned, what helmets are better, what, what helmets are, you know, this year is, is, is considered the best helmet, um, concussion-free and all that good stuff. So it's, it's, um, it's challenging at times, but um, my kids love it. I love watching them play, and, and they seem to be happy. So I have to love it. Yeah. Hello. I'm glad you brought that up. Talk a little bit more about it, you know, that social media, because I think, I mean, like you say, when we came out, we didn't have that. We had that, shoot. But, uh, right, we've been in trouble. Yeah. Well, a lot well you, trouble, honestly, but, I had that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, it's getting a lot of people in trouble. You said something cute. Think about it before you press that send button. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can't take it back. There's no rewind, but... <laughs> so they they don't understand that, and you gotta you gotta keep your emotions intact. Um, that's one thing I talk to my kids about being a man, growing up being a man. You gotta control your emotions. People are gonna try to push your buttons, and you gotta be able to control it. So social media will can be you know it can be a detriment. It can be a benefit, but it can be a detriment. Just use it and, and understand the use it. I had to. You know, educate myself on it because I didn't have Twitter. You know, I'm on Instagram now, I'm on Facebook, and I, you know, I monitor theirs pretty regular. You know, see what they're posting because at this day and age, a lot of coaches are are actually going there to to see what type of kid that they're recruiting. So if a kid is, you know, talking about doing drugs or always consistently talking about uh, partying and going out. That tells a lot about a kid, so they don't they don't understand that they're really given a snap a, a small picture into their life of what they feel is important. So you have to you have to keep that in mind. I see a lot of people lose jobs and don't get jobs because of that. You know what I'm saying, Carlos? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, some people like like we talked about they they they're caught in their emotions, what's ever going on, and they just they go on Facebook and. Or they go on Instagram and just say what they how they feel, and you know that's that's not always good. They have to be more re- respectful, aware as you say, aware of their surroundings, as well as aware of who they're associating with. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And keep that, in mind be your audience, <laughs> right? So, right. So it's. It can be it can be tricky, but I've always you know taught my kids to like you said don't hit that send button, and especially if you're upset, um, you're upset with your girlfriend, don't put your business out there. You know, stay private. Um, don't yeah, you know true. you guys have no reason to put that stuff out there. It it, it won't help. Trust me. No, it hurts you the lower. Exactly, but it's it's good. Um, 
I, I think they're going to have to start at, at the high school level, at least start giving these kids some type of seminar or some type of class to teach them how to navigate through that, um, especially as they get it stardom and get all this little fame and notoriety in the, in the city. they got to be able to handle that. You think that should start at high school, though? I, I really do, because I think once it gets to college, they're, they're already there, right? Like, if you have a senior, um, and not on a high level, but just on a small level, where you got kids that's all state, and they're getting, they've never felt this before, you know, for boys and girls. They never had this become popular, and these people like you just because of what you do on the field then that can become a problem. I think it will help them understand how to handle it at the, at the college level. Because once you're at college, it's, you know, they're not going to babysit you like the same. Um, and then you also know it. once you get to the pros, you're on your own pretty much. Um, you may have a couple of classes, seminars, and they talk to you about what to do and what not to do, but for the most part, you're on your own. So um, I, I feel at, at, at the least, start at the high school level just to understand what you're putting out there can hurt. But, but Carlos, what, you know, what you're saying about when you go to the pros, you only go to a couple classes. But isn't that also where some of the veterans help out? The veterans are there to kind of tell their story, kind of say, you know, the, kind of guide them along a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, you may have a few. When we played in the league, I think we had more veterans that had those leadership positions, and teams pretty much had players on the on the roster. Um, they were good players, or if they were at the end of their career, they were they were left on the roster to be leaders, and then to really you know teach the young pups what to do and what not to do. A lot of teams don't have that anymore, so a lot of that just went to the wayside. Um, you may have a couple, and they also caught into their lifestyle. So I don't think it's quite the same as it was in the 90s um, and 2000s. I just think a lot of teams, they don't have the leadership's quality leaders on the roster like they used to. They used to be able to keep a couple guys around just for that purpose. So it's it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Carlos, you think, say like, you know, I was thinking about putting them in a program and, you know, like helping these kids, like, when the summer, you know, they're in college, you know, something for them to do because, you know, kids, they get bored, they get in trouble. You know, they start, and everybody talking about they're still kids. I mean, because I argue with everybody about Manziel, and everybody kept telling me, yeah, he's still only 19. But, God, right. what do you know you messing up? You know what I'm saying, Carlos? Exactly. And I guess we came from a different era. I think if your parents pushed responsibility on you at a young age, and you, you grew up to be a responsible man for the most part. I think a lot of these kids didn't have a lot of responsibility. At Chase and Point, Manziel, um, he was, you know, he, he was given a lot. So when your dad comes out and says that you're not ready and you got issues and you have whatever problems you have with, with drugs or alcohol, I mean, that's, that's already a sign that this kid is not going to be able to handle uh, this, this fame, this life. And, and I think a lot of these kids are just not ready. It, it, you have to really start back where they came from, right? So if these kids were raised properly, then you know they're going to have those, not going to have those character issues. But if they weren't, then you, someone has to go step in and, and help these kids. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I would hope that, you know, it, 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 as a team, you know, I mean, being on a team like this, I mean, you're a teammate, and you don't want to see your teammate fail. You know, mm-hmm. so the the best thing they they can do for, you know, somebody that they see kind of falling by the wayside is to take them up and say, you know what, we, we need to talk. We need to deal with this. We've got to get a handle on this, you know, and, and, and take them under their arm and, and show them what they should be doing. It only helps. What's it? Some some of the I think some of the veterans may have that 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 type of thought process, but you have also a lot of them. This is a business at the end of the day for them, so they don't they're not paid to to babysit. Matter of fact, if they don't perform, 
<laughs> James will tell you, you cut. Uh, there's no guaranteed yeah. contract. So um, babysitting a kid that may take his job or someone else's job, a friend of his job, may not be one job that he wants. So like I said, it's the whole culture of the NFL has changed a lot because of how they're only allowed so many veterans on the team. You know, they cut veterans because they, you know, unless they take a pay cut, you know, they're gone. So, yeah. Well, we got to take a I break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that. That's very interesting, Carl, because you need to be speaking on that because a lot of parents <laughs> say what you need to say, for real. I mean, they got to look at it that way. And, you know, especially when you have kids like you have them going in there, you know, you tell them, hey, <laughs> watch what you do, right. you know? But we'll right. be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play by play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host, are you still with me, Chris? I'm here, James. Well, Chris, yeah, Carlos, all right. He's all right now. Right. Right. <laughs> for, for, for a defense yeah. player, huh? He's all right. You wouldn't yeah, say that if we were on the field, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I still had that, that buddy Ryan Mentale. You know how he likes his DBs. Oh, man. Nasty. No, he wants you to fight. Yeah. Buddy, well, man. you know. I tell you. Get... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you know how he, he likes him a little. He likes him aggressive. And, you know, yep, tough-minded. Yep. I played all. with them all. Eric, you know, you remember uh, Eric Everett and... Uh, um, oh, yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Green, uh, he's on the thing. I can't think of his name now. Eric, um... You guys had Eric uh, Allen on the corner? Eric he, Allen. He was, Eric Allen. Yeah, Eric Allen. Yeah. We had Roy mm-hmm. Allen Young. We had all there. Now, were you, you, were, you, were you there with Chris? Yeah, yeah. How was that? Well, they had, they okay. released Chris, and that's when I picked in this spot. Yeah. Okay, okay. See, Chris yeah. was my oh, mentor look. in high school. We went to the same high school in no time. So. Yeah, I, I knew he was from Ohio. I didn't realize that uh, you're both in the same school. Same yeah, high school. Chris yeah. I first got there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Chris is always Chris. preaching about mentoring. You know, he's always preaching yeah. about it, and and I I I. Fully believe in all that. He, yeah. he, he brought me in, and uh, 
It was me, him, his brother, and sister staying at his house. His wife was still living back in Ohio. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he... I, 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 Chris used to come home and say, don't do what I do. You know, yeah, the mistakes <laughs> I've made and, and learn from it. And, and I took that, I took that to heart, uh, yes. because I, I know where he came from. We came from the same background. We came from the same street. So I was like, okay, Chris, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do that. I'm, I'm guessing he probably told you guys both, both the same thing. Cause I know James, you had mentioned that Chris had told you, you know, you asked where, 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 where were some of his, friends, you know, growing up, and or what, what what did he do, and he said, he man, I had to let all them go, they were, you know, they, they weren't any good, you know, but Absolutely. I had to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they got to grow with you. Um, I would use the analogy to look at uh, LeBron James, his, his, the people he grew up with, he still had some of the same kids that he played basketball with, but they grew with him, they grew they got their degree. They, you know, they yeah. got their education, and and sometimes you got to let those guys go. Um, yeah, they will definitely drag you down. Yeah, it, it's yep. interesting. I, I heard Vic talking the other day about how you know he he he's he he kept a lot of a lot of his friends around him to protect him. And and I'm like, these are the wrong kind of people to be around you because look what happened to him. Right, right, and it's it's a learning process, right? Because when you're mm-hmm. younger, they were there to protect you, and but when you get money involved, and then you're at a different status, things change. Um, yeah. So you you have to you have to be smart about it, and you have to be smart in where they at in their life and what they're doing, because that's going to be a reflection on you. Right. Carlos, uh, this this throws it off a little bit, but you know I look at it this way: some players mess their life up. Look at uh, Plaxico. If I need that gun to go to that club, I don't need to go to that club. Am I right, Carlos? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean, I was, and I, I, well, I thought about that whole situation, that scenario. I was like, what made him feel like he needed a gun in New York? You know what I mean? Because yeah. You're with your teammates. Uh, if you were by yourself, I understand the situation where you're going to it. Like you said, you probably shouldn't even go to the club then. But, you know, that, was, that wasn't that was a good move. And it, it cost him his career, which unfortunately. Right. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was like yeah, when you were going back fast. That what made me think of that. You said, you got to watch who you're with and get rid of those guys, and, you know. and You get rid of that club. Is that club where well, you got to take that gun? You don't need to go to that club. Right, exactly. And then the fortunate thing, you definitely, if you go carry it, I think you better get you a holster, buddy. I just put it in your I'm sweat. Not in your pants. And have it slide down and shoot you, shoot yourself. So that was a very unfortunate situation. I, I don't think he threw, he thought the whole process through when he left the house that night. Like, you know, so. Well, yeah, well, I, come on, Carlos. Let's be true. Let's be real with it. I know when I played, I thought we was above everything. You know that, right? We thought we could get away with. I thought we was above everything. You know, we get away with anything. You know, we had that mentality, didn't we? Well, you you have a, you're right. You have a, you know, feeling that you nothing can touch you, and I get that. And that's from playing football at a high level. It comes with success. It comes right. with confidence, and it kind of gets you into an arrogance. And when you get into arrogance and then you, you think you're, you can get away with anything, well, no, that's not true. So you have, right. you have to stay humble um, at some point. Um, I, see, I had a different, but I came as a free agent, so I never had that feeling of, you know, no comfort, comfort playing football. I've always felt like I had to prove myself. I always had to have that chip on my shoulder. So... I never, I never knew how I felt to just know that I would be okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have that, so it was just a little different. Well, I think I threw it the wrong way. I was saying like one time I was, a friend of mine came in town, and we were driving in Atlantic City. You know, we were drinking in the car and you know, good drunk. And I think I was doing like a mm-hmm. hundred. I got pulled over by a trooper, and then. You know, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, also, my friend, I played the Eagles, and we had those cars, you know, those cars where you play with team. 
Yeah, we had him in his car. Yeah, he came back calling, oh, can you sign this autograph for my son? And let me go. I mean, that's the kind of ego I think, you know, we was, I'm thinking of, you know, like, because social media was big back then, you know? Right, and and that's true. And you may have cases like that, and it just depends on the area. So that's the thing. I know, and here in Phoenix, it was the opposite. I felt like cops would target you if they saw you leaving the club. They'll, they'll wait till you go down the street away. They see a nice car. They pulling you over. So it was a different scenario for us out here. Like back on Ohio, I probably could get away with your type of situation. But I knew here in Phoenix, that's a no-no. <laughs> oh, yeah. They pulling over Charles Barkley, <laughs> sending him to Tent City. That lets you know this is not the place to mess around. <laughs> yeah, you're wow. right. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. About that, yeah. uh, no problem. I, I, hey, I'm I'm enjoying listening to you too. You know, talking to your, telling about your stories and so forth. So, it's a good time. All right, Carlos. Right. Um, okay, so Cam Newton has been having a couple problems in in the in the season so far. You know, James and I were kind of talking about it last night, and he said that he thinks that Cam Newton is still injured or had or came up with an injury because he's not playing like he normally does. Um, what do you think about, you know, I heard something about Panthers need to play to Cam Newton's strengths. I, I, th- I think he's right. I think he's still injured. Um, I think the pressure of being the franchise, the face of the franchise, um, it was on him to come back early. I think they pushed him back a little too early, which that happens. And he's, he's not 100%. Um, and you can tell that. He's not, he's not the same. And he probably won't be the same this year simply because he, he went into the season hobbled. Um, and that's only going to, you know, get worse because he, once he takes some hits. So now he can't play with that confidence that he had the previous year or the year before because of that injury because he's not 100%. So you're going to see, a, I think, a different cam throughout this season. He's going to probably, and it could help him because he can play smarter. But it's going to hurt him because he's probably not going to take off like he normally do and, and turn into Superman. So, yeah. now, why yeah. is it? Um, I see they didn't do that with Andrew Luck. They didn't push him in there. They're waiting. But Cam, is it because um, Carolina want to win now and they don't want to take the time <laughs> and wait another year for for Cam? Or because in um, the opposite, barely just saying we're going to get this season up because we rather have. Andrew back healthy, right? Exactly. Well, it de- it depends on. Again, Cam has to be smart enough to say, "Hey, I got to look at this as long term. I got to look at this. This could this could linger in my career if I come back too early." Like you said, Luck take his time, and and they're not going to rush Luck. Um, and he's not going to be rushed. So, um, I think his injuries are more severe than they're they're talking about as well because. He's just now throwing the ball. And we in what week three or four, so his his injury may be a little a lot worse than a lot of people think. Um and and they're not gonna tell that obviously. But yeah, it's I think it's a little bit more with, with Luck's situation than than just a couple of injuries and just getting back from the surgery. He had a spleen that didn't he ruptured spleen or something? If I remember correctly. Uh, was it Sweeney? I, I think it was. Uh, I, 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 well, for, 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 for game's sake, let's say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know what it well, was on his mind throwing arm, though, wasn't it? I'm not sure 100%. I know he had a couple of injuries. And, again, they're not going to tell us in detail exactly what it is. And right. I think I, I think it's more severe because he's just now throwing the ball. Um, he's not c- trying to come back no time soon. So I either either they're going to be looking towards okay maybe next year for him, or he he's going to have to make a decision. Maybe he won't be the same. Maybe he have to do like uh, Peyton Manning and sit out a year, and and then try to come back. You know so. 
Yeah, I just pulled up to see what his injury was, and they're saying that that his status is up in the air ever since he underwent that shoulder surgery after the 2016 injury, so, or season, excuse me. So, yeah, he's still injured from that. He's not fully healed. See, it's different, like you said, James, if you and I get hurt, we're replaceable. These are we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about franchise, right. face of the franchise. So they're not typically they're not supposed to rush them back until they're ready. But in Cam's case, he has to save himself from himself. I think Cam is trying to come back. I think he wants to prove some things because he had a bad when they lost in the Super Bowl. So um, he has to slow it down. I think a little bit and say, hey. Long term, I need to look at this situation, maybe take it a little bit slower as far as um, recovering from this injury. Well, let's take our last break, and when we come back, we'll get a little bit more. Well, um, Carl, I like you. I like you, Carl. You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. I, when we started off, I was like, oh, DB, let me put my cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> Got to prove yourself once again. We'll be right back. All right. Your internet flagship station for sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Dave Love, your host from Love That Sports Talk, co-host, and Chris, you with me still? I'm always here. Chris, I guess I can take these cleats off and stop running up and down the street doing winter sprints, you know. Cause well, my friend, and, and, until we go to Arizona. <laughs> we go to Arizona, we've got to pack those in the bag. <laughs> you got me out here running wind sprints, you know, getting ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah you make sure you get off that press coverage. You better work on that. Chris <laughs> uh, Carter told me, he's like, if you get off that press cover, you got it made. He's like, yeah, that's it. it. That's yep. it. Yeah. All right, before, Carlos, know. I got a couple couple more questions for you. The first wing, first one is I'm not naming names, okay? So we're not naming names on this. Uh, so to increase more viewers of the NFL game, the NFL has allowed teams to celebrate on the field without being penalized. Do you think the celebrations can be taken too far? No, no. I think, uh, honestly, it's, it's entertainment at the end of the day. They, they're entertainers. Let them entertain. I don't think it should be a problem. Um, let, them, let them entertain. When they score, it's very difficult to score in the NFL. But let, them, let them celebrate. If they get a sack, let them celebrate. As long as it doesn't get to the point where they're just going to cause fights between the teams, yeah, a little celebration doesn't hurt. They had a, Carlos, they had a couple of uh, celebrations. It wasn't 
touchdown, but after the game, the uh, one guy for Oklahoma took the flag and put it on the middle of the field, and then the other yeah, guy yeah, yeah. on the Against guy Ohio State, field. yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little disrespectful. Um, and he did it at the right time. It wasn't right after the game. He kind of ran around the stadium a couple of times. The players were gone. Now, if he would have done that from, you know, right after the game <laughs> and just went and got a flag and did that, it would have been a problem, trust me. I know those Ohio State fans. I know the Ohio State players. Uh, that would have been an issue. <laughs> but he, his timing of that was just perfect. <laughs> so... So that's okay to do, though? No, I, I, I'm with you. I think that was a little too much. Um, I think that's being a little disrespectful. Um, you won the game. In my right. eyes, you won the game. So, okay, you celebrate, but don't take it so far as to, you know, you know, put the flag at the 50-yard at the, uh, line. That's a little bit too much. That's kind of remind me of T.O. Terrell Owens right. when he did the, the whole thing when he slammed the football in Dallas. Which I thought was pretty funny, but it was disrespectful. That's what I was going to say, you know. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, so the next thing is with all the things that a head coach needs to do and keep track of all when they're on the field, when they're on the sideline, do you think it is wise that they name themselves the offensive offensive coordinator and call all the offensive plays too? You mean as a head coach? Yes. Uh, that's a good question. I think some coaches are capable of doing it. I think I would say 90% cannot because um, you're, you're, you're swearing too many hats. The head coach hat is big enough. Now you're trying to call the offense, and, and that's a lot. Um, that's a lot to do in the NFL because if you, they want you to score as many points as possible. That's what everybody wants to see. No one wants to see a defensive game where the score is 7 to 10. So I think some of these coaches can do it. A few, very few can do it. But most, most know they, they, they're not capable of doing it. Um, they're trying to do it, but I don't think they're successful. And that's why you see some of these teams struggle um, because of it. Yeah. So. All right. So then my next question is, would you rather play on a team that is book smart or football smart? Oh, definitely football smart. <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of book smart guys uh, not correlate to football smart. <laughs> so, so give me, give me on um, football field, give me football smarts over book smarts. Now, we're off the field. Give me the book smart guy. <laughs> he got stock options for me. <laughs> he can help me out. But I'm oh, yeah. football smarts. Carlos, I've never played that side of the ball, but explain to them, you know, what defensive back guy look at and go through when they the offense line up at the line. Because don't y'all got to know, you know, like the lineman stance, you know, and all that? Absolutely. Buddy's defense was one of the most, diff- diff- most difficult defenses to understand because he he played a lot of man, but on one motion, we changed defenses. So we may start in cover three, and then motion, we may go to two, we may go to one, and everybody have to know what's going on. So, yeah, it's, you have to know by alignment. Um, and like I said, I studied with one of the best, and he has Williams taught us a lot, Seth Joyner, Clyde Simmons, those type of guys. Um, we sat in film for hours, three to four hours, and just study film. And I think it, it really helped my football IQ. Um, I came from Bowling Green, um, where we played a lot of man, but never to the extent, extent that uh, Buddy Ryan played in that 46 defense. You just you had to know what you're doing, and you had to be tough. So. <laughs> I have to ask you, Carl, was Coach Brandon the coach at Bowling Green when he was there? I think he was after me. Okay, so he was my receiver new. coach at Wyoming. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he was after me. Yeah, because okay. I think Urban Meyer. No, that's not only what he talked. Yeah, but I think yeah, Brandon. I remember hearing that name before. Yeah, he was after me. Okay, yeah, he was my receiver coach at Wyoming. Great guy. Oh, okay. Great guy. Oh yeah, he was really man. I learned out a lot. Did he Did he teach you how to push off? 
Yeah, yeah. You see in the holiday ball, I pushed off and got a touchdown for <laughs> Nate. <laughs> See, uh, I, hear, I hear to this day from more than eight, like you pushed off on me. I was taught that. <laughs> exactly. See, and someone didn't teach him if he push off, you grab. That same arm he pushed you with, you grab it. You don't let him push off. See, that's what I teach these young boys. They pushing. Okay, what I teach you to do, you grab that same arm and tell that ref, look, he's pushing, I'm going to grab. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. You can't call it either. You got to call it on him. You go call it on me. All right. Uh, go ahead, Greg. All right. So I think think we're coming coming close. But I I have uh, one more question for you. This past Sunday, Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, they had him mic'd up for the game against the the Giants. In the last few seconds of the game, you know they, they were they were tied. And the Eagles, mm-hmm. Eagles had this rookie kicker. You know, he was set to kick a 61-yard field goal. Carson Wentz leaned over and told another teammate that he would give the rookie kicker his game check if he made the field goal. The kicker, Elliot, <laughs> came through, and, and now Wentz owes him $31,765. In that moment, <laughs> do you think Wentz forgot that he was mic'd up? Uh, I think Wentz forgot for just a second that he was biked out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost him $31,000. <laughs> so, so, hey, because he, he was mic'd up, he's got to, he has to pay that. Because, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. I didn't know that. But that's pretty cool. I, but, I didn't know that either. That's a, that's a learning lesson. He, he, oh, he's learning. He's, he's learning. When you're mic'd up, you got to watch what you say. <laughs> well, we got the, we got the view out here. Carlos, thanks, man. You, man, yeah, we got a lot All in right. common, you know. Man, coaches, and, you know, I'm going to come out there and visit you. Oh, sure, man. Anytime, James. Come out. Bring okay. your cleats. <laughs> oh, come on now. I got You have to go get them again. Now, I'm going to do... <laughs> not for me, man. I'm, I'm want you to, I want you to show the kids some things. Not for me. I'm just, yeah. I'm just joking. We, oh, all anytime. we can do is talk. Right. That's it. Play, play, um, PlayStation Three. Was that? Anytime, anytime you'll be on the show, let them know. And uh, you're more than welcome. Anytime. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. You guys got my right. number. Give me a call. Absolutely. Right, and I'll be sending you a copy of this show uh, once it gets put up. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right, have a good day, Carl. Take care. All right, man. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving That Sports Talk at Yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> 